Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, and welcome to Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. My name is Anne DeSantis. Great to be here. I have an incredible guest for you. She's also been a guest on my podcast with Bill Snyder, the Sewing Hope Podcast. I have Laura Patongan. Thank you so much for joining us here on Journeys in Faith. Thank you for having me. It's always so fun to talk to you, Anne. Yeah, same to you. And you were, wrote an amazing book called Simple Mercies by OSV. And we're going to talk a whole lot about that. But before we do that, I'd love to read your bio to our audience so they can get to know you a little bit better. Laura C. Patangan is an inspirational author and speaker who believes in the power of God's mercy to change lives. She writes for CatholicMom.com. She, she also, um, she is a, an author with our Sunday Visitor and St. Augustine Catholic Magazine. She's an op-ed writer for Florida Times Union. Knowing God through mercy has been one of the saving graces of her life, and she firmly believes that no act of, of kindness in order, is ordinary or insignificant. Her book, Simple Mercies, was released in May, written with humor and insight. Simple, Mer Simple Mercies is for anyone who has ever questioned their contribution to the world or struggled in finding God's purpose for them. Sorry for a little bit of... Uh, little, no, you uh, did great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's uh, always a challenge to read a bio and also look at the screen too. Right, right. <laughs> But, um, but it's so wonderful to have you back again with me on a podcast. So why don't we start out with your story? And, and I know your story, but I would love for people to learn about how this idea came to you. I know that part of it was is that you came to a point in your life where you wanted to do something better. You wanted to do something right. in terms of those corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Right. I did. I was approaching a milestone birthday. It was my 40th. Um, which next year I'll turn 50. So this is like, you know, mm. 10 years ago, but it was one of those, um, you know, kind of those birthdays where, what should I do? You know, how should I, how should I mark this occasion? And, um, and nothing was kind of appealing to me. And then, um, and then I had this idea that I was going to spend the year doing works of mercy. And, and it really is, um, it had to have been a Holy Spirit thing because I couldn't have even told you what the 14 works of mercy were at the time. And I just knew that it had something to do with service. And that appealed to me. I wanted to, to spend the year doing service and, and kind of get outside of my comfort zone um, and really live and really live our faith. And, um, and that, you know, that for some reason made sense to me in a way that that nothing else did. And so, um, and so with the experience, I started a blog where I shared with others, you know, the kinds of things that I was doing and how I felt about it, you know, my reactions to them and everything. And, um, but it was a really pivotal year in my, in my life and my faith, because I, um, I realized how little I understood mercy and how, you know, I kind of approached the year as, um, as mercy is something that those of us who are blessed should do for other people. And, 
and that's part of it for sure, you know, but the other part is we all need God's mercy, you know, and we're all desperate for that same kind of compassion in our lives. And, and I think it really woke me up to the, the places that that was missing in my life and, um, and, you know, woke me up to also just the tremendous needs of our neighbor. So Yes, tremendous needs of our neighbor. And and when I interviewed you before, I was really impressed how the Holy Spirit worked through you so that you could make a difference for others. Tell us a little bit about your life before all of this. I mean, maybe a little bit about um, your upbringing or what was your faith like, say, way before this? Well, I mean, I grew up, I was a cradle Catholic. Um, and, you know, I participated in my in my faith and I think in my church and, you know, I said, I went to Catholic school, was sending my kids to Catholic school, you know, um, basically all of the, the check the boxes kind of things that, that we can sometimes do with our, our faith, you know? And I think, um, I was a stay at home mom with two boys and, um, and in some ways, and I feel like that was kind of like, um, my perspective was, you know, even though that some people perceive that as a, a blessed life, and it is a blessing to be able to stay home with your children, I also felt like kind of the bottom of the barrel in society because there are so many other people that think, you know, that um, that what we do, that how much we matter is tied to what we achieve, you know? And so it's like, if you're staying home with your kids, you kind of have no ambition, no, no goals. You know, I don't know if people just think, you know, you sit around and eat bonbons and watch Oprah all day or something, you know, but it, it's nothing like that. And, and it's a, it's such, it was for me anyway, such a pouring out um, experience of, um, and, and somewhat of a lonely experience, you know, staying home with my kids. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of, um, adult kind of fulfillment. And so I think I was really, I think all of that played into um, why I wanted to do something different for my 40th. And I think that it also, um, it, it played into part of the reason that I felt desperate for mercy. And I think that, you know, doing the works of mercy was pivotal in my faith life in that it made me, I think before I understood mercy, there had always been this barrier between God and I, um, because I never thought that, I mean, I was just too ordinary, you know, like, why would he pay attention to me or, you know, why, why, how could he really love me or really, you know, know me on that individual level? And it's because of his mercy, you know, and that, made sense to me. And that was something that, that kind of took that wall down between, you know, me and God. And I think it, it allowed me to give myself permission to, to be closer to him. And, um, and so it really was a big catalyst for change in my faith. I think that my faith has grown tremendously because of that. And I think that, you know, part of, what I try to um, convey with the book and, you know, just 
when I talk to other people or whatever, is that mercy is practicing mercy is such a great way to um, in daily life to live our faith. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yes. it becomes it, it becomes not just something that that you leave at church on Sunday or, you know, leave it from Bible study or whatever, that it's just something that, you know, you're like, okay, how can I, um, how can I comfort my friend right now? You know, who's on the phone going through a difficult time, you know, like, it's like, let me serve God by comforting my friend, you know, and you just, you, you have a broader awareness of how your faith fits into, to this ordinariness that we're all, I don't know, maybe not all of us, but that so many of us are in, you know, whether you're staying home or working or, or doing whatever, like, I think we all tend to feel like our lives, you know, kind of develop this ordinary mundane routine, you know, and, um, and the, and that you know, there's still ways to make a significant impact with our faith and with God, you know, through, by practicing these works of mercy. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Uh, and I, I particularly love the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And, and you know, you and I have that commonality too, yeah. because I wrote a book that love and care for the marginalized, which is along the same lines. It's not the Absolutely. same exact book, right? Yeah. It's different, um, a different charism, but, um, but it is along those same lines of being merciful. What did you learn about mercy in terms of your interaction with other people and also in writing this book, because obviously in the book, you did take those uh, works of mercy and you discussed them. So what did you learn about the people who need that in their lives? I know we all need it, right? First right. and foremost with ourselves, but what did you learn about others? Well, at first I was really overwhelmed with the need I encountered um, that, you know, just by putting myself out there and, and trying to volunteer and everything, I... Um, I exposed myself, I think, to so much um, suffering that maybe because of my life or whatever was I was sheltered from. And so it was really um, impactful to see the the need that we have in our community. And um, and also, I think, you know, it it taught me to broaden what what mercy is and broaden what the need is and not to just look at mercy or service in terms of the homeless on the street but also um people that look very much like me you know and you and just people who but but our need but I mean I just think I think the need is just as important you know and we are all you know, God loves each of us, you know, and, and he, and God doesn't have hierarchies, you know, and so it's like, I think that the mercy that we need um, matters as much to God as anybody else, and so I think it really broadened um, my idea, the scope of what mercy was, but I think also it, um, it really opened my eyes to just how much of a need there is in our our community. And I struggled with it for a while. You know, I, I thought like, you know, why am I so blessed when other people are suffering, you know, so bad? And, and that's, that was kind of hard um, to reconcile for a while. But, um, but I think that, you know, if you're just in a position to do more then you need to do more. And I, I think I realized too, that 
um, you know, that, that God didn't necessarily call me to solve all of these social problems, you know, he just called me to serve, to just mm. do what I can, you know, and I think once I realized that and kind of changed my perspective, I was able to, to go into service and do it and, and, and let it go, let God, let God take care of the outcomes, you know, and, and just to actually just let him use me, use all of us as a vessel to, to do his work, you know, but it's always going to be his work, you know, and his, and he's in done according to his will. And, um, and so I really, you know, the whole, the whole year was just a series of learning, you know, all of these things, you know, which, which you go into it thinking, and then what it actually becomes. Yeah, it's incredible. I love your book. I'm so glad that I have it. I love it. yours and too. Grateful. I mean, the, what's great about Anne's, and we really should sell them together because, <laughs> um, is, you know, mine, I have, I share so many stories about, you know, different works of mercy I, that I did, and also just ways you can do these, um, works of mercy in your life. And then Anne's is like a de devotional, you know, where there are prayers every, every day that you can, um, and I think that that's so important, you know, just as a way to start our day to think about, um, you know, it just, it puts service on our mind so that all of those ordinary things that we encounter, whether it is the homeless person we walk by or our neighbor who happens to also be our best friend who's in need, you know what I mean, whatever, or our husband or our children, you know, that we, we've, we've got service on our mind and mercy on our mind. So I think that that, um, that that is a really good tool and, you know, for just daily use. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for mentioning that as well. Now we do have to take a short break, okay. but we will be back in just a few minutes here on journeys in faith. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared. Fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, 
is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Welcome back to Journeys in Faith and wonderful to be here with you on this evening. As I said at the beginning of the show, I have an incredible guest. I have Laura Patongan. She is the author of Simple Mercies. It's available through our Sunday visitor. So Laura, why don't we go to writing the book? What was it like for you? And um, anything that you want to share about the process of actually writing Simple Mercies? Um, well, you know, it's funny because people sometimes ask, you know, how long did it take you to write the book? And it's such a hard question to answer because um, this, the, the short answer to that question is a very long time. <laughs> the, the long answer is that I, um, you know, that, that some of the, the stories that come out of the book came from my year of doing service. And like I said, that was nine years ago now. And, um, but I think what was nice about having a longer process in which I wrote the book was it, um, it gave me time to let all of the spiritual growth I encountered kind of sink in, you know? And so it's not just about that year, but just about how we can live mercy every day, you know, in the book, you know, there are, are ways to, um, or suggestions of how to practice mercy in your home, um, in your personal life, in your community, and, um, and your relationship with God. And I think, um, you know, the feedback I've gotten on that has been really positive because, um, you know, not all of us are in a position, which I totally get, you know, we have such different seasons in our lives to do things um, that we can, you know, that we can always go volunteer in an active way. Um, and, but that doesn't mean we can't still be doing works of mercy every day. And so I think that it makes it, um, more applicable to other people's lives. Um, and, you know, that's one other thing I, I would like to touch on too, is that, you know, I, I think that it's important for people to find the kind of service that speaks to their heart. You know, we're not, we're not all called to do the same kinds of things, you know, it's like, we, we're all called to live our faith and to be Christian. And I think when we do that, the need gets covered, you know, that if we're all kind of doing, you know, living um, our call to serve others with the gifts that we've been given, then, um, you know, then the needs get met. And I, you know, I just, like, I know, like, for instance, I went to prison that year um, that I was doing works of mercy. And, and the, the deacon that I went with, and some of the other people I met in prison ministry, they were, so um positive and excited about you know what they did and um and I really had such excitement and high hopes and everything and and when I went I didn't love it you know like it wasn't for me and um and I think that's okay you know what I mean because it like we have to serve according to our gifts and what fills us and um 
and I'm and I'm just grateful that there are people out there that do have a passion for it and that are, um, you know, do find such meaning in it and everything, you know. And I think that's just an important thing, you know, to kind of let ourselves off the hook about or not to feel bad about that we don't have to serve in every capacity, you know, we mm -hmm. have to serve in a way that I think is comfortable with us and our gifts. Don't yeah. you agree? Yes, I do. I do. I think we all have different gifts and talents and personalities. Some are more extroverted, some are more introverted, some are more intuitive, you know, so right. I mean, there's all kinds of charisms there. We all have a different charism. Right. And you talk a lot in your book about compassion. And I know that you can put mercy and compassion are really almost one in the same, but slightly different. Um, what did you learn about compassion and your own compassion? Because I know that your heart probably was able to grow a whole lot during that year that you decided to do those corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Right. Um, well, I have always been a very empathetic person. And so um, being in touch with my compassion was not um, as much of a challenge for me as it was to to know where to draw the boundary, where to let go and let God. And, you know, and I kind of touched on that earlier. So I think that that is, um, is it's just something we all have to be aware of with our service too. You know, it's like, we're, we're called, we're not called to do everything, you know, even in our, um, you know, in our personal lives with the, the things that we volunteer with at the school or the church or, um, or, or willing to take on in our homes, I think that, you know, sometimes um, the best thing that we can do for our faith life is to say no, you know, not now, not for me, or, or whatever. And I think that that was actually, believe it or not, you know, something that I learned about compassion, because it, it was always so um, easy for me to tap into the, the empathy part of feeling for my neighbor, but it wasn't um, as easy for me to, to know what to do with all of that, you know, suffering that I encountered or, um, you know, where I know for a while, like in the beginning, it just, nothing I did felt like it was enough, you know, and because there was, I, I know I didn't solve hunger or homelessness, I mean, you know, or anything like that. But, but I mean, I think that is just, you know, we have to kind of simplify it. And um, at least I did for me and just make it about a willingness, just an openness and a willingness to show up and serve and be there for our neighbor. And I think that is like more than half the battle. I think it's, you know, huge. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. So um, as we're coming a little close to the end of the show, I would love for people also to know what's going on with you this year. Or are there any calls to action that you have for um, those who are watching on this evening or beyond? Yes, um, And ways that they can connect with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I have a, a website um, where I post mostly weekly. Um, and it's my name, laurapatangan.com. Um, my book is on Amazon and um, I'm still going around, you know, trying to, to speak to different groups about the books, about the book. And, um, and my call to action is really, you know, 
the last thing that I want this book to do is to make anyone feel like they need to do more. Um, I am not trying to add to an already full plate. I just want people to recognize that the service that they do makes a tremendous difference. It matters. And, um, and I think once you get that, you will want to do it more because it fills you with peace in a way that things of the world just don't. They won't. You know, they can't. And I think it's because we were created to love and serve God and our neighbor. And, um, and doing works of mercy is, a, is kind of natural for us. You know, we just, we just live in this secular world that doesn't encourage it. And so it may not seem natural, but, but I think that it, it genuinely is. And, um, and to just kind of recognize, you know, when you, when you go to bed at night, you know, what, what acts of mercy did I do today? And, and broaden the way you think of works of mercy, you know, did you, did you cook dinner for your family? You know, then you fed the hungry and, you know, did you do it with joy in your heart and with service to God? You know, then that's a work of mercy. Um, and, and just the, the little things that we can do for one another, I think, um, you know, I think for me, what makes me realize it is I think of the bad days I've had or the hard times that I've been through. And I think of people who just did the smallest thing or just showed up or just talked to me or was just, you know, I had a bad medical procedure last year and I had a friend and she just came over and she sat with me. And how often do we think of mercy as just sitting with someone, you know? But it was perfect. It was just what I needed, just a little bit of normalcy, just a little bit of calm and comfort. And, and you know, did she think she was doing a work of mercy? I, you know, I don't know. I doubt it, but she was. Like, to me, it was a, a beautiful act. So I think, I think that would be my encouragement, you know, to everyone to, to just realize it, that, that you matter and that you, you can make a big difference. And, um, and I think by doing that, you'll want to do more. Yes. Yes. Well said. It's so true. You know, there are simple ways that we can bring mercy, right? Like your book, right. Simple Mercies. So before we end, then do you have one or two points of advice for someone watching who might feel kind of down and out, maybe away from their faith? Is there anything that you can say to encourage them? Well, one of the things which even the, even they say in the secular world, um, you know, when you're feeling down, you know, people who are, are really um, going through a difficult time that one of the things that's supposed to make us all feel better is, is to do something for somebody else. And I think that that's really true. And again, I've, I've lived it where I, I'm, I mean, and this wasn't that long ago and I was, um, you know, not in a great mood. And, you know, it was one of those, I, to me, the worst kind of mood to be in is like when you're not in a good mood and you don't know why, you know, you don't know what's wrong with you. You're just kind of like blah and yuck. And, and I was having one of those days and, um, and I did something nice for somebody and it, I swear it totally turned my day around. I mean, it just, um, it made me happy. And I think that, you know, I think that when we do something for other people, we feel, we feel value. Um, and we don't always feel valued um, in, in our world because our world puts so much on, on metrics, you know, on achievement and, and, um, and those kinds of things. And they're not sustaining. I mean, even the best of our achievements, um, they, 
they pass away and the pleasure you get from them passes away. But to do something kind, you know, for someone else, I think that really, um, I think it could really bring you peace. And I would encourage um, anyone who's, who's feeling down to try it. And I think it's the, I think, you know, especially if you've fallen away from the faith or whatever, I think it's the, the best of our faiths to see that, that love and service in others. And if you focus on that, not the politics of religion or the division or, you know, the, the human messed up things, um, I think it will, it brings you back to God for sure. Thank you so much, Laura. And also I want to thank you for being a guest on this show because it's always a pleasure talking with you, getting to know you and introducing you to our audience here at Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio. So again, Laura, thank you for joining us here on Journeys in Faith. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. It was great, Anne. Amen. So we will see all of you next week on Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. God bless. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.